Welcome to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 96.1 FM and 1450 AM. WXVW here in the Louisville, Southern Indiana market. I'm Kelly Patrick coming at you alongside my partner in crime, Steve Driver. How are you this morning, Steve? Great. Partner in crime. Partner, I like that. Partner in crime. We commit so I, many crimes. I'm, <laughs> I made that up. Partner in crime. Yeah. That's a, a Kelly Patrick original. If people only, only knew... Armed crimes we commit. Armed robbery. Rob Kelly, we're not armed. We we during the robbery. We we suggest that we're armed, and then, and then yeah. we're actually not. Because that's okay. That's a different deal. On the air every Sunday from nine to eleven, talking all things in the world of sports. Here out of our Jeffersonville, Indiana studio. Been on the air next month in March. I believe it'll actually be five years for the weekend sports buzz. So. Uh, uh, Something to look forward to. Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzzline is 502-384-1450. We encourage you to give us a call. Get in on the action here on the Weekend Sports Buzz. We pride ourselves in, we do cover, we play the hits. We, we cover the local uh, popular topics in this time of year. That's college basketball. For that, we have our man Gary Love, who will be with us at nine, starting at 930 to get into all the details of not only... Our local teams, Louisville and Kentucky, their, their most recent games. Kentucky had a big win yesterday. Uh, Louisville had a, a loss before that. Um, but Louisville has a big game today at 2 o'clock. Kentucky's remaining games of the, the season before the SEC tournament, and the same goes for Louisville. We'll get into all of that with our man Gary Love starting at 9.30. But here on the Weekend Sports Buzz, we take pride in covering all things in the world of sports. So we have a... a checklist of sporting topics that Steve you and I like to get to each and every week that we feel warrant being mentioned right Steve absolutely at the top of your list this week and keep in mind what we're looking for is ridiculousness and potentially (laughs) offensive storylines there's so many to choose from there really is if you sit down and do your homework any week you can I mean Baker Mayfield uh, at one time, a Heisman, he was a Heisman candidate. Yeah, and he's coming back next year. Yeah, Oklahoma, Bob Stoops. I he's mean, that, supposed that's to be a his big man. part of their team. Yeah. yeah. He was arrested for public intoxication. This is a good one. This is why I'm leading with this. Not only public intoxication, but re- throw on top of that resisting arrest and fleeing. So that's always an exciting. I, I'd like to imagine in my head exactly what happened there. Yeah, I do too. I mean, that's funny. Resisting arrest. No, you can't arrest me. And then he runs. Yelling profanities. Yelling. And then you run. And then you run. So that's a, a big story from the week. You Baker. Th- you think that people would know who he was, right? It, I have no flee. idea. I was his age once. Well, he just ran away. We're probably not going to catch him, but that was definitely Baker Mayfield. <laughs> <laughs> what is he Heisman candidate. <laughs> I don't know. He Man, he was hammered. And then he's cussing at you as he runs off. I don't know. It's, I mean, I'm probably overly dramatic, you know, making it more dramatic. In Throwing rocks like footballs at you <laughs> as he runs off. Is that what he was doing? No, I no. made that up. Okay. We can throw details in. Um, obviously, in the world of college basketball, there's some big storylines from yesterday. We'll get to with our college basketball guru, Gary Love. Gonzaga lost to BYU. We got to see. We were uh, privy to the the amazing spectacle that is some very dorky white guys celebrating and dancing as they knocked off Gonzaga, which is always enjoyable to watch. Yeah. So I loved seeing that. 
Hey, and they, uh, they were favored to win by 20. We'll get to that, as we said, with our man Gary Love. Indiana with a big W, too. One-point victory over Northwestern. I know some people are, are kind of jumping on uh, Northwestern, who has never made the tournament. Mm-hmm. But huge victory. I'm sure the truth has to be jacked up. I mean, they're you know senior day. One of their players proposed to a player. So uh, to a cheerleader, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a player to a player. But uh, uh, Northwestern lost five of their past seven. They're kind of on the downslope. So, but who knows? Indiana may win out. You know. All right, let's check it. Don't sleep on them. We don't have to get into that. I don't no. care about Indiana that much. You know, you don't. But, you and know, I know that's facetious. You're going a, Indiana Indiana basketball in a sarcastic yeah. manner. I there's know. all a lot of local listeners. You know. Yeah, we we certainly cover not only Louisville and Kentucky, but also Indiana. I believe eventually the Hoosiers will rise, and they will get a good coach, and it won't be Kelvin Sampson, and it won't be Crean, and they'll get somebody, and things will turn around for them. It may be five years away, though. Yeah. We don't know when that'll happen. As we said, our man Gary Love at 930 will come in yeah, will we, set us straight with all A ton that. of games to break down. Yeah, UCLA, we, Arizona. We're two weeks away from Selection Sunday. So in the Louisville-Southern Indiana market, that is a big deal. For the next two weeks, Gary won't be sleeping at all. <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe three hours a night. Follow our man Gary Love on Twitter, in all seriousness. At Scouting You. And he keeps you up to speed. He's a, a Kentucky basketball specialist. I mean, he's a, a lifelong Kentucky fan. But he certainly covers all things across the world of college basketball. Other storylines, and we keep defaulting back to college basketball, but something that caught my eye was Lonzo Ball, his father, LaVar Ball, the father of not only Lonzo, but also LaMelo and LiAngelo, um, three very highly touted prospects, said specifically his son, Lonzo, will only play for the Los Angeles Lakers. Which is amazing that you can come out and do that. Yeah, that's unbelievable. He, he I, since I, backtracked on the statement yeah, a little but, bit. But it's still, he said, oh, I'm not saying he won't play for anybody else, but he's still going to play for the Lakers. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So he backtracked. He backtracked and then took a couple steps forward. Very bizarre. Anytime you have somebody's father, mother, or wife. I remember years ago, I think it was with the Lakers, actually. Glenn Rice, his wife. Was real outspoken about or a lot of Steph stuff. Steph Curry's wife. Steph Curry's wife got a lot of flack last year. What did she say? She said the NBA was fixed. Yeah. That was after the, the Cavs came back and won the, the finals, right? Yeah. <laughs> but since we were on the air last, last Sunday, I'll take the bait there. We mentioned the NBA. Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins have joined forces in Sacramento. My brother and one of our good friends was actually there present at the New Orleans, in New Orleans yeah. for the game. And obviously they lost, but Cousins and Davis both put up big stat lines. And it will be – I'm a Louisville fan. I'm intrigued. I'm do you think board. that's going to work out, or do you think they're going to need – I mean, what's the definition of work out? Do you because think they pe- make the playoffs There's a wide range of – spec. there's a, a whole spectrum of of what people are projecting this will, be, will do. Yeah. Some people are saying, oh, Duncan and Robinson part two. Okay. Now, I mean, heralded talent, those are the two best centers in the NBA, right? What, Cousins and Davis? Cousins and Davis. Yeah. Okay, so I don't remember that ever happening, where you get those two guys on the same team. 
Um, but there's a wide range of, of, of expectations from people across the NBA community for what that'll happen. Will it work out? If Cousins signs and they stick around, I know how the NBA works. Ray Allen will come out of retirement. I'm being sarcastic. But guys like that want to get in. I mean, you, what happens when you have a yeah. presence inside like that is guys get open shots. Chandler Parsons will magically get in the mix. or some. Just, I'm throwing out random names. But there will be some NBA free agents who sign there. So maybe not this year, but if they can stay together and Cousins signs a, a contract and sticks around for a little longer, yeah, I think they will be a serious force to be reckoned with. And I'm, it, it's I'm exciting kinda, for the NBA. I think it's very exciting for the NBA. I don't. I don't know why New Orleans is considered a small small market team. That's always it's New Orleans, you know. But uh, you know, the game now is all all people do is shoot threes, and it's a lot of guard play. But there's can always can they a place. make a difference? Neither one of them have really won before. Uh, Cousins has to show me he can be a decent teammate. They're twenty three and thirty six. So I mean, if they're going to make the playoffs, they got to really pick things up. Yeah. So if it doesn't happen this year, do they get some a solid free agent during the off season that can help them out? Help you know Drew Holiday out. All right. So I think he's due money at the end of the year. The Nuggets are the eighth spot right now at twenty six and thirty two. Okay. The Pelicans are twenty three and thirty six. So it's pos- It's feasible. That's really played, bad, too, isn't they it? They played 59 games. What's that? How can you have that record and make the playoffs? What, 26 and 32? What's the, I don't know if you have it up, the eighth seed in the East? The eighth seed in the East is 28 and 30, so still sub 500. Wow, so the East is better than the West now, right? Yeah, for the longest time, well, at least as far as parity, <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Top to bottom, you know, the West is probably a little top-heavy. There's many believers in not only... Obviously, the Warriors, but also the Spurs and the Rockets this year. Hey, I've, yeah, everybody says there's only two teams that can win it all this year. I'm lumping the Spurs and the Rockets both in there. Really? Yeah, the Rockets picked up a big free agent at the trade deadline. Not free agent, but, you know, made a trade for Lou Williams, who was the Lakers' leading scorer. Uh-huh. And I think his first game with the Rockets, he had 27. In seven games, they can outshoot somebody. They shot 58 threes last night. What if they go on a... Three, four-game stretch where they're just hot. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't doubt that. So I'd definitely give them a chance to, to make the finals. I'd say four teams maximum, maybe. The Celtics really didn't make any moves. <clears throat> I know there was talks that they were going to get uh, Paul George. The Celtics were, but they were asking for so much. Yeah. The Celtics have a ton of assets. So. Supposedly, Paul George really wants to end up in L.A. Yeah, I think he, he should said, hook up with Lonzo Ball's dad, and they he could probably get him there. Yeah, I'm sure Lonzo Ball's dad has a lot of pull. Doesn't want him playing with too many stars. <laughs> could be. What if he becomes coach of the Lakers eventually? How good is Lonzo Ball? Because there's a lot of people who believe his Sean Marion or or Noah esque shot. I mean, say what you want about Steph Curry and, and him being his beautiful non-traditional, shot. but he, he, he releases the ball where, he, where you are supposed to release the ball, right? Yeah, absolutely. Lonzo Ball releases it not, not much higher than his hip. Some people are all in. I saw No, the- there's plenty of people because he's really quick and he's much bigger yeah. than Curry. Yeah. He's 6'7". Is he 6'7"? 
I think I, I read that Lonzo Ball is six seven. I saw Bill Simmons tweet last night. Uh, Lonzo Ball is a one of one. He's he's just the best player coming out in the last couple of years. People are saying he's. I don't see it. He's I, got the shot, but <laughs> offensively, he's also Jason Kidd esque. So yeah, I saw that comparison too. I don't know if he's like not J- as good Jason a defender or a, as good of a passer, right? Supposedly, he is. He's an amazing passer. He averages 7.6 assists per game. I'm just not sold yet, Kelly. You know what's funny is I, I've been, I was bit so many times. My buddy Adam told me years ago Kentucky signed John Wall. He's going to play one season and then he's going to be the first pick in the NBA draft. And I was like, this, you don't know that. I, I, what I mean by this is anytime pro- someone projects who's going to go on to be a good NBA player. I take my hat out of the ring because I've been wrong so many times. Yeah, and a lot of people have been wrong. How many times have we heard the next Michael Jordan? Yeah, I mean, Grant Hill, Jerry Stackhouse, all these guys were supposed to be in the next MJ, right? Yeah, you never know who's going to pan out, who's going to get injured. So projecting things like that is foolish. LeBron James was projected to be a big deal when he got to the NBA. They started following him in eighth grade, I think. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay. So and and they, they were completely right, right? Yeah. I mean, couldn't have been more pinpoint accurate than that. But also at the same time, I do have a, I have a Slam magazine cover. Um, LeBron James in his junior year, Sebastian Telfair in his senior year. Sebastian Telfair was supposed to be the next yeah. great assist guy or just. So know. is Lance Stevenson. So there's a lot of cases yeah. of that. Sean Livingston, and that's injury. So Sebastian that's Telfair was supposed to go to Louisville. You remember that? I do. Him and Dante. Dante I, I graduated trans- high school with. Transfer from uh, Southeastern Illinois Junior College. He was the Junior that, College Player of the Year. They both bailed and went to the NBA instead. That would have been awesome, wouldn't it? In hindsight, you never know with Rick exactly how it went. Sebastian Telfair would have came in and he wouldn't have started. Would he have? I don't know. Yeah, you never know. I'm not saying Rick Dante would have ruined. probably would have, though, just because he had an NBA been playing body. for yeah. a while. Yeah, You would think. But in hindsight, we'll, we'll never know. Um, those teams ended up doing well, though. That was in about 2004, I believe. 2005, Louisville went to the, the Final Four. They had some chemistry. So maybe you never know how things would have worked out. Maybe they wouldn't even have went to the Final Four. But, um, but you're right. It, it, those are two guys. Dante played a couple years in the NBA. To v- tell fair, I think he played like ten years in the NBA. Am I wrong? How many years did Sebastian Tell Fair play in the NBA? He played a while, but he was all, he also played for a ton of teams, and he never really. But to, my, my thing he always is this: got traded in 2014. He played for the Thunder, but he's had a lot of flings in China. Yeah, so he played from 2004 <clears throat> to 2014. But he had a stint in China in 2013 and 14. So yeah, about 10 years. Um, so other storylines that we're going to get to. Once again, we have our man Gary Love coming in at 930. We are going to jump headfirst into college basketball, being we're 14 days away from Selection Sunday. And we know around here that's when you, you, you see where Louisville and Kentucky who they're going to be paired up with in the tournament, that is the moment of truth. I mean, that's what we're all looking for. Obviously, if Louisville can win the ACC tournament somehow, 
Kentucky's probably definitely going to win the the SEC tournament. You never know, though. We'll see what Gary has to say about that. That's all great. But in the back of our minds, a Final Four run is what we're all looking for from our teams. And the moment of truth, to some extent, is two weeks away from today. We'll be on the air that day, and, and we'll get to break everything down. Louisville lost it at North Carolina Wednesday, 63-74. to Syracuse comes to the Yum Center today at 2 p.m. Then Wednesday, Louisville plays at Wake Forest. And then next Saturday, Notre Dame plays at the Yum Center before the ACC tournament, which is at the Barclays Center in New Jersey, starts out on, on Tuesday, March 7th. For Kentucky, Kentucky beat Florida yesterday 76-66 to 66 at Rupp. Monk had a big game with 33 points. Bam also had a really big game. If you get those two guys on, once again, we'll have to hear what Gary has to say about this. But if those two guys are on, you better look out. Yeah, and it really seems like one one guy opens it up for the other. I mean, when Monk got hot, uh, Adebayo really really started racking up some points and numbers, too. I'm, I know me and Gary are going to get into that because we, we differ on a few things, but... Some other great games, UCLA, Arizona. Um, I see Bill Walton took off his shirt announcing a game. Um, Really weird. Gosh, he's weird. I hate listening to Bill Walton. He is uh, a tough watch. He he went away for a while, and then he started uh, announcing again. Oh, we see him in tie-dye shirts. He had his shirt off last night, Kelly. Bill Walton did. I love. I, I'm a fan of. I, I don't mind Bill Walton. He sounds silly a lot of times, and it upsets people. But that's okay. I mean, that's what happens. He's terrible announcer, dude. No, I'm not saying he's a good announcer. He's exciting. I enjoy listening to the dumb things he says. If you want to entertain me, have someone on TV saying dumb stuff. Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzz Line is five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty. We're going to head to the Buzz Line. Now, we have our first female caller in a couple weeks. We have Susie is on the line with us. How are you this morning, Susie? What do you have for us? Well, you guys are talking about college basketball. Let's flip this to talk about what the the feuds are between um, the lawyers and Shaq. What's going on with that? Yeah, talking JaVel McGee and Shaq uh, cussing each other back and forth. Yeah, you think it's just a publicity stunt so that they uh, get more viewers for the um, in the ratings, or do you think it's a real, real live feud? Yeah, I think it's a it's a real feud. Shaq and Javale McGee, yeah, for sure. Oh, I, I think Javale McGee was humiliated. I watched a, a a montage of the past ten years of Shaq, Shaq just ripping McGee apart. And I, I can't blame Shaq. That's his job is to get ratings. But he was not very nice. I mean, Barkley and Ernie Johnson and Kenny the Jet Smith, in many of those clips, you hear them defending McGee and saying, well, I mean, I've done that, or trying to sympathize with him. And Shaq says, you know, you've done this? Or, you know, I mean, Shaq really basically has called JaVel McGee on, on a, a big television show. He's called him a complete idiot about 100 times. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And and uh, he doesn't seem to be wanting to let go. And and but I think they don't mind it too much. 
I don't think their stations are mining it too much. No, I think it's good for ratings. I think you're right. It's almost like a WWE professional wrestling um, type Absolutely. feud. Absolutely. So they, they like it. It, it draws in viewers. It's kind of sad yeah. for Javel McGee. Yeah. But, but you know, that, that happens, is. I guess. Susie, thank you very much for your call. Before we let you go, anything else you want to get in on? Two weeks away from Selection Sunday, who's your pick to win the NCAA tournament? Ooh, I'm going to say Kansas. Okay. Good pick there. Not not yeah. the not the consensus in this region, but from the across the the, the nation. I mean, that's a, a logical, good, good pick. I would say. Best I mean, back, it, it could happen. Best backcourt, best backcourt in all of college basketball right now. Okay. Best backcourt. Thank you very much, Susie. You have a great rest of your weekend. We appreciate your call. Thanks. Okay. See you. Good stuff there from Susie. Yeah, we absolutely. always always love having our. Female callers in on the action, especially when over the past couple of weeks, Marcus has made some very disparaging comments toward women. Yeah. She's, she's from, I mean, local caller. She's from Louisville. Yeah. She sounded pretty. Yeah, she sounded pretty. Difficult. I mean, you can you can tell a lot from oh, someone's Oh, I can voice. tell. Can you? Yeah. You have a good radar for that? Close my eyes. I'll tell you. I'm going to close my eyes. I'll tell you what the next caller looks like. Okay. Once again, Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzzline is 502 384 1450. We got our man Brian the Insider is on the line with us. How are you this morning, Brian? Good morning, Kelly and Steve. How are you guys doing this morning? Oh, he's good looking. I can tell already. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> it was it was great to hear Susie call in. You know, uh, I, I listen to the show every week, and uh, you know, I have been worried about some of Marcus Texas comments. And uh, I mean, he's um, he's very opinionated, and he seems tough on his women. But it was great to hear Susie's comments. Good stuff. I, I, I agree 100%. Always good to have a female perspective. We used to have Ashley in studio with us. She would keep it real with us from the female perspective. But we encourage our female callers on the Oxmoor Chrysler, Dodge Jeep, and Ram Buzzline. Brian, we're two weeks away from Selection Sunday. And I know I'm kind of skipping the entire end of the season and conference tournament talk. But... What are your thoughts about Louisville and Kentucky being this close to Selection Sunday right now? Well, I tell you, it depends on what Kentucky team you get. If you get the one that uh, Monk took over the game yesterday with, uh, you know, Fox on the bench and Bam dominating the inside. You know, Kentucky, a lot of people, I watched a show uh, yesterday leading into the Kentucky-Florida game, Jay Billis, uh, Seth Greenberg, and Jay Williams, and all three of them took Florida. And I laughed. I thought, you got to be kidding me. Kentucky wins at home, and they all took Florida in that game. You know, Kentucky has consensus top five players at the center, point guard, and shooting guard position. So, I mean, they got three of the top players, and the draft will prove that out. And when you have that, nobody has that. Uh, nobody has three players that's going to go potentially in the top 15. And, uh, they're very, very dangerous. If Cal can get them playing and he can get, you know, some inside help, I would not. I think Kentucky's very dangerous. I, I like Louisville's chances. Uh, be interesting to see if Louisville can win these last three games starting today at Syracuse, at home against Syracuse. But uh, I think uh, I talked to a friend the other day, and I tell you what, I would take Louisville in Kentucky. Uh, I wouldn't take them against the field, but. I'd like the chances of one of those two teams at least getting to the Final Four. But I think uh, Kentucky's uh, writing Kentucky off early, like a lot of the national pundits has, is, is going to be a mistake, and it's going to come back to haunt them because 
too much talent on that team. And Monk proved it yesterday that he could take a game over. And uh, now the one challenge Kentucky has is doing that in a hostile environment. And they have not done that well this year. Uh, So that'll be interesting. But uh, I can't wait. What about Gonzaga losing, guys, at home? Yeah, that was a big upset. Gonzaga was favored to win by 20 points against BYU at home. They end up losing 79-71. to What does that tell us about Few and the Gonzaga team? Are they pretenders instead of contenders? I think they are. I don't think Gonzaga's going to make it past the Sweet 16. They play in a soft conference. You lose at home against a team that you're supposed to you know, win by 20, last regular season game. I don't think we're going to hear much about Gonzaga going down. Uh, I, you know, when they get in there and they play a team, and I've been tooting uh, Miami, the, the Hurricanes. I watched them play and beat uh, Duke yesterday at home. Uh, you know, you don't want to play a team like Miami in the tournament. And there's going to be other teams. How about Little Ricky, 23-7, and seven, third in the Big Ten at Minnesota. You know, I think this was his last year where he better do something uh, or he's toast. And he, 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 he turned it around, and what a great year. They're definitely in the tournament, and um, congratulations to little Ricky. But, uh, hey, guys, i got to talk. Since we're talking basketball, you know I specialize in horse racing. I'm gonna, there was a big race yesterday at the fairgrounds, and I know you guys didn't follow it, but I'm going to play a little game with you. Who was the NBA guy that had the famous quote, one thing I could do is the thinker role? George, George Gervin. Gervin won the big race very impressively. A horse, I guess, named for George Gervin, just simply named Gervin, won the Risen Star, and now he's the leader. He's got 50 qualifying points, which pretty much guarantees him a spot in the Kentucky Derby starting gate. Very impressive, lightly race, cold out of Malibu Moon. But uh, Gervin, uh, you know, had that signature finger roll. And it must have made an impression on someone who owned a horse because uh, he's now sitting on top of the world with a three-year-old going into the Kentucky Derby. Hey, one other thing I wanted to comment, guys. I know how much you like boxing and fighting on this show. I love that free telecast yesterday. Fox, Fox had a uh, uh, three or four fight uh, deal at 8 o'clock from 8 to 10, 15 or so, which was great. It wasn't at 1 o'clock, you know, or 12.30 pay-per-view. And it was capped off. They were great fights. I really was impressed with all three, or uh, I think there were three of them, leading into Wilder, who was losing. He had a serious contender in there, a very qual- quality opponent. Yeah. He's the WBC heavyweight champ, and uh, he was losing after three or three rounds and then just cold-cocked this guy and put him out. And he knew when he put him out because he started hamming it up he did it. He's from Alabama. I liked he did it in Alabama, and I, I don't think he got a big payday because Fox, I don't think, I think he made a million bucks or something, but he's got a really, he, he says he's the people's boxer, a blue-collar boxer, worked at Red Lobster, drove a Budweiser delivery truck while, while, while paying his dues, raising a family while working on his art boxing, but got to love Wilder, man, and I think we finally got an American true heavyweight, and who's a, I mean, he's, he's, he's putting up Tyson-type knockout numbers. I think he's knocked out 36 of his 37 opponents, and he's undefeated. Do you guys get to catch that at all? Yeah, I did, I did uh, Brian. Yeah, he definitely was losing the fight, and 
General Washington was about the same size of him. I thought the fight before that, that Harrison Heard fight, was extremely entertaining. I enjoyed that one, that one a lot, and it is nice that it is on local TV. Yeah, what a great, uh, you know, everybody talks about the demise of boxing. Well, you know, if they put more on, hats off to Fox for doing that. Yeah. Primetime Saturday night, not much else going on unless you had your team playing in basketball. But I loved it, man. I, and, and as I said, you know, I, I don't stay up till 1 or 2 o'clock normally watching TV. So I have for big fights, but it was it was perfect timing. And, uh, and, and the fight before that, Steve, was really good. Yeah. Uh, it was a heavyweight. <laughs> and I, I was, it was quality boxing. Very good to see. Uh, Especially in Louisville, you know, with the, uh, Muhammad Ali and Wilder, six-seven uh, really looks impressive. Great stuff there, Brian. We appreciate your call as always and your insight into not only college basketball and horse racing, but today bringing us back to combat sports, which you know we're a big fan of. Thank you very much, Brian. Have a great rest of your weekend. Thanks, guys. Appreciate having me on. Good stuff there from our man Brian, the insider. Coming at us with the horse racing update. I'll have to keep that in mind. It sounds like a horse named Gervin, the Iceman, named after George Gervin, yep. will be in the Derby. So that's something I'll remember. Um, and then also his take on college basketball. Once again, the Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzzline is 502-384-1450. Give us a call. Get in on the action. We're going to head to a break. We'll be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 96.1 FM and 1450 AM. Coming at you as we do every Sunday morning from 9 to 11. Talking all things in the world of sports. We play the hits when they are appropriate. And when it's February when it's February 26th here in the Louisville Southern Indiana market, what that means is the hits are college basketball. I'm joined in studio not only by my man Steve Driver, but also by our college basketball guru, Gary Love. How are you this morning, Gary? I'm good. How y'all doing? Doing great. Appreciate you joining us, bringing the knowledge of, from the college basketball world to us. Two weeks away from Selection Sunday, the moment of truth. Am I, am I premature in saying that's the moment of truth and we, we can almost skip the remaining games? And the, I mean, what happens between now and then certainly impacts the Selection Sunday. But where you get a draw, I mean, Kentucky could lose or Louisville could lose in the first round of their conference tournaments, and if they make the Final Four, nobody cares. Is that accurate, Gary? Yeah, absolutely it is. Um, uh, yeah, these last, these last two weeks are just positioning for your, for your seed. 
But but I, I still like to see whose whose stock is rising. You oh know? no, I if Kentucky I'll, I'll be does not in. does not lose a game until the tournament starts. I mean, they're definitely going to be heating up, right? Yeah, yeah, they've won six in a row. So I mean, they're 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 getting to the point now to where they're starting to show growth and maturity, and we'll see where they go from there. On Twitter, I'm at the Kelly Patrick. We also have at WSB fourteen fifty, standing for the Weekend Sports Buzz fourteen fifty, and we have Gary. At, at scouting you if you want to get in on the action with us on Twitter. Yesterday, Gary, you said you were expecting a, a, something to the tune of, and I'm not quoting you, but that you needed a big game out of Fox. Is that right? You're looking for Fox to show up? Well, Fox. Uh, yeah, Fox didn't play, so uh, Monk. Okay, uh, yeah. yeah uh, Fox the, 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 I'm sorry, through the remainder of the season, you need Fox to show up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's, I mean, Calipari's dribble drive uh, offense your point guard has to be able to get to the basket uh, for either 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 a pull up or a uh, kick out. So yeah, I mean he's got to he's got to keep stepping up his game. Now yesterday, obviously Monk had a big game. Do you think having Monk and Fox both be on at the same time is going to be a problem going forward? Uh, no, because uh, they were both on against Carolina. So okay. I mean, you can see what they do when they're both on. I mean, Carolina, I mean they both. I mean, it was it was a great game. So, um, no, I don't I don't have a problem with it because they have enough. They get enough shots as far as like uh, during the game. So, I mean, they they average maybe seventy shots a game as far as like as a team. And you're only playing uh, really. You got three guys that are leading the team and shooting. So, I'm not concerned about that. Yesterday, uh, Fox didn't play, and the slack was picked up from a minutes perspective from Dominique Hawkins. He played 37 minutes. Actually led the team in minutes played, only had one turnover. Didn't have the most impressive stat line, but you get the feeling that he does what Cal wants him to do when he's out there. Yeah, all you need to, all you need him to do is play defense and be steady, not turn the ball over, because they've got guys that can score. He had six rebounds, four assists. He was only one of six from the field. Yeah. But on a team that, as every year it seems, they lack – um, or they, 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 they are struggling for senior leadership or upperclassmen, Hawkins seems to be one of the guys who will consistently provide that. Yes, yeah, Hawkins and uh, uh, Derek Willis, he actually stepped up a little bit yesterday too. I believe he had uh, nine rebounds. Yep. Yeah, so that's what you need on a team full of fresh. You need one or two guys to step up. Steve, you watched the game. What are your yeah. thoughts on the game yesterday? Um, You know, just – Surfing Twitter, it seems like a lot of UK fans very high after the victory. Um, I'm pumping the brakes a little bit. Like Gary said, you get your production from three people. Um, Fox isn't a good outside shooter. What happens when one of these guys has an off night? Or, I mean, Monk in the first half, I was. it's crazy how, how it was night and day. Because I was like, where is this kid? Where, where's he at? Why isn't he doing what Allen's doing for Florida? And I mean, uh, you got to give him credit. In the second half, he turned it on. But I'm just worried that one of these games in the tournament, you know, that first half is going to be an entire game, and they're going to get bumped by somebody good. Yeah, but, I mean, as far as, like, uh, you say where is he at in the first half, it's not normal that they shoot 28% in the first half either. With They went the last seven minutes without a field goal. So, I mean – 
Monk's been there all year. He averages almost 22 points a game. So it's, I mean, it's not like he don't show up. Yeah. I mean, he scored double figures every game this year. But for he every game? Every single game this year, wow. he's double figures. I, he, I, I, in my mind, there was a couple games he didn't really show up as much. <laughs> yeah. But I guess that he probably at least still had 10 points. Yeah. I mean, you have, you have, that's why you have three guys. A lot of these teams only have, like your caller said earlier, a lot of these teams only have one player, two players. They've got three, maybe four, they can show up. I mean, you don't need them all to be hot every single game. So how many do you need, though? Two? You need at least two because, like, uh, yesterday when Monk was off in the first half, Bam kind of carried all the load. He had 11 rebounds in the first half. Yeah. They, so, I mean, they, as far as, like, they had 28 points. They were um, they out-rebounded Florida, and Florida wasn't shooting very good in the first half, and they still had a five-point lead at times. I, it, I think it took Monk to have that explosion for them to get by them. Honestly, and the defense really stepped up in the second half. Yeah, they defense, shut them down. Yeah, they the defense played well, but that's another that's another talking point as far as like if you're not scoring the ball, that's why Cal harps on defense on his teams yearly. So you their can offense, shut teams down. based on their offense, that's how well they play defense. If their offense is going good, their defense absolutely down, because you stay versa. you stay more focused. Yeah. That's, that's 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 a fact. All right, so outside of the local. The local teams. We'll get back to Louisville later because Louisville has a big game coming up today at 2 o'clock. I say a big game. It's at the Yum Center. It's against Syracuse. By definition, you can call that a big game. They lost on Wednesday at North Carolina. Um, But from a national perspective, Gary, games from yesterday, UCLA defeated Arizona 77-72. to What do you think about each of those teams from an NCAA tournament perspective? Well, they have uh, UCLA slotted as a four seed, which don't make a whole lot of sense to me. They got three losses. They got some really good wins. I don't see why they're not a two. But, I mean, that game yesterday, I mean, both teams were good. Yeah, and, and neither one might be the best in the Pac-12, right? No, Oregon. Oregon's, Oregon's I mean, top. They're, yeah. a team, they're a team. They're up there for uh, a number one seed as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, they, uh, they struggled yesterday. I think they won at Stanford by two. I think Stanford's got 15 losses. I think between Oregon and Arizona, one of those teams will get a, a one seed. Well, Gonzaga lost. Does that bump them out of the one spot? No. Uh, no, just because, yeah, I mean. it really shouldn't. It shouldn't. They got one loss. I mean, granted, they're, in, they're not in a very good conference, but. Still, you, if you got one loss, I mean, you shouldn't be penalized but like that. One of okay. these, one so of these teams is going to get left out, Kelly. You have Kansas, Nova, Gonzaga, North Carolina, and then Oregon and Arizona. Yeah, no, that's one of those teams will get. As bumped of right out. now, Lenardi's got Kansas, Villanova, Gonzaga, and North Carolina as the top four seeds. Which of those teams will be bumped? North Carolina. Okay, so there'll be no ACC representation right. among the top seeds. Yeah, okay. I see. I see North Carolina probably get a two seed. Okay, difficult to argue with that. Right, I can see Gonzaga getting bumped. Can you? Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, they should get bumped, but I just don't think the Nationals. Yeah. I mean, them them guys love them. I mean, they're like the Cinderella, so they're not going to bump them. At some point, they have to stop being the Cinderella. Absolutely. Sixteen years ago, they were the Cinderella. Absolutely. How many years go by before you lose the Cinderella moniker? Right. I mean, every year, Mark Few, they've got 27, 28 wins and no Final Fours in his 16 or 17 years. I mean, you like you said, eventually they're going to have to lose that. Now, outside of the top four teams, because it's not that a, a number one seed wins the tournament each and every year. 
we jump down to the two seeds, okay? We've got, according to Lenardi right now, Louisville, Arizona, Oregon, and Baylor. Out of those four, you're most scared of Oregon? Yes. Okay, and you think they'll be a one seed? I, I think they should. Okay. I mean, they've, I mean, they've beaten UCLA twice. Uh, they've beaten Arizona, so I mean they've they've got some really good wins, and I mean they just, I mean they're they're fun to watch too. They are. They put they don't have any real lottery picks, no. do they? They they they're, they're just a, Dana Altman's got a good, well coached team. They've got a star. Yes, right? they've got a guy to take their last second shot. Clearly, yeah, they've got that squared away. But they 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 don't have somebody who's who's. Uh, a one and done is going to jump out of the gym and be drafted in the top five or anything like that. Right. The only thing you got to worry about with Oregon is uh, if you have a team that's slowing down. They don't have a they don't have a post president either. The one guy that they do have weighs about one hundred and thirty five pounds. I mean, he's real. He's he's really thin, and uh, that's the only thing you got to worry about. But man, they're good. You got obviously Dylan Brooks leading the way. How many last second shots has he had this year? I know two of them that I've been watching, but yeah. them being on the West Coast, you don't get to see them play a whole lot. Yeah, he's a he's a clutch, um, clutch player. He's a junior. He might even stick around. You think he's he's gone after this year? Yeah, yeah, because there was there was uh, some kind of rumors last year about him leaving early. Okay, so yeah, he'll he'll he's be definitely done. done. Yeah, six seven two twenty five. How do you think that'll translate into the NBA? That's a that's a decent size for uh, for a shooting guard. Six seven two twenty eight, or, or you can play a. A three to where he can have the advantage on. I mean, a lot of them threes in the NBA can't can't move like he can. So he'll probably stick around and, and have a, a good 10, 12 year career. Probably won't be a superstar. Steve, what are your thoughts? You watched Dylan Brooks play this year. Um, you know, West Coast. I not too many times, man. What's he projected at the, the end of the first round? Last I seen, he was end of the first round. I I mean, I don't know if he's the draft this year is so loaded. Okay. So I don't know. He may right. he there's, may he may fall to second early second round. There's a ton of guards. Too, Absolutely. Right? Yes. Speaking of the draft, where do you? I know some people say that UK has three top fifteen players. Right? Where do you think Bam will go? Well, they have they have Bam low twenties. Yeah. Yeah. Just because. Kind of later. Yeah. Just because he he's only been averaging maybe six and a half seven rebounds a game for a six six ten two hundred sixty pound. Center, you would think you'd get more, but over the last two games, he's had four, he's had forty points and thirty rebounds. Now, if he if he averages double double every year, he'd, he'd be a lottery pick. According to NBA draft to DraftExpress dot com, I don't see Bam in the first round. No, uh, but when was that put in? Uh, I think uh, Chad Ford moved him to number twenty nine. Okay, so he'll definitely go in the first round. Oh, yeah. though, I think. Maybe late first round. If Scal or BCA can go first round, Bam can go first round. Yeah. Speaking of Scal, he had 13 rebounds yesterday. So Did he? Yeah. In New Orleans, Noel looks like he may have found a nice home in Dallas. Yeah, he, he played well. He had 13 rebounds. He had a uh, He could end up being a really good pro, yes. right? I mean, these projections, say what you want. Throw shade at Kentucky all you want, Louisville fans. I'm guilty as much as anyone. But they have these projections for a reason. And you can laugh at guys, Scal, God, Scal was horrible, this and that. Let's wait until his career's over to really judge. I mean, he, how old is Scal? 19, maybe, 20. <laughs> yeah, and, and he was playing out of position last year. He was a center. He's not really a center. He's almost Be- a small forward. Yes, because he, uh, I mean, 
he's from 15 to 18. I mean, towards the end of last year, he was deadly. Yeah, but they drafted him based on potential. He's it, tall. That, he can he can maybe be a wing. Bam's not going to be a wing. You know, he's going to be a center, and he's an undersized center. Yeah. And he yeah. can't shoot a 17-footer, can he? Well, according to everybody that's seen him outside of a game, he don't take a whole lot of jump shots because they, don't, they don't need him to. He's got a pretty good. But they they game. said he's they said he's almost automatic. I mean, last year in high school, he was really good shooting that ten to fifteen foot jumper. And I stand corrected. Bam is actually at twenty one. Yeah. In so. this in this uh, draft express, I just overlooked it. Yeah. So he's he's. I mean, he's moving up. He just has to continue to. Uh, Donovan to play. Donovan Mitchell's listed at twenty four. I don't know if he'll go or not because if he stays another year, I think he can be lottery. I yeah. do too. Yeah, he's he's a good and player. If you could get him at twenty four, I think that could be a steal. Yeah. The only thing about him is you don't know what position he's going to play in because he's he's kind of too small to be, to I be think a he's shooting guard. A point guard. Yes, <clears throat> I think he's a point guard in the NBA. Because speaking he, of that, I think he should have the ball in his hands more, running point. Hey, maybe maybe Patino will do him like he did Russ Smith, talk him into a stand so he can learn how to play point guard, and never let him play point guard. <laughs> oh, because that's exactly what he did to Russ Smith, and well, he hurt his he hurt him because Russ Smith would have been a first rounder. And he talked to me to come back. He said, I'll, I'll let you run point. He never ran point all year. Point guard in college versus point guard in today's NBA are entirely yeah, different. Things. Absolutely. The James point guard in if the James NBA. James Harden today is on Rick Patino's team, how many minutes is he? I know that sounds dumb. <laughs> yeah. But what, what's James Harden doing if he's on Rick Patino's Louisville team today? What's he going to do? Uh, who knows? I mean, and he averages like pretty much a triple double in the NBA. What position would he play? Yeah, yeah well, something it, different. What would he yeah. do? He'd probably he'd dominate. I mean, if you look Harden, you would think. I, if you look at Harden's stats in uh, at Arizona State in college, I mean, he wasn't this dominant in college either. So I mean, I mean, he's, college is well, just a very different. Absolutely, you know, it's almost like comparing two different sports. Yep. Right. Yep. I mean, you have guys like Kevin Durant who dominate, put up big numbers, and then dominate at the next level. That happens every once in a while. But for the most part, I mean, what did Russell Westbrook do at, at UCLA numbers-wise? Oh, well, he was good. He was good, but he wasn't – I mean, he didn't rebound and, and, and assist. He didn't dominate the game like he does now. But so, you don't have to be a great – I mean, it's a, lot, it's a lot of it's about potential, right? Yes. He averaged 12.7 points a game, 4.3 assists, and – He was on a three, solid team, though. 3.9 – Rebounds a game his senior year. Yeah, those are good numbers in college. Yeah, That's oh what yeah. I mean, yeah, he's averaging a, a damn triple double in the NBA. Oh yeah, yeah. Gary, what did you think about this Duke at Miami game? Um, Grayson Allen didn't play. I mean, but still, I mean, Duke. Every 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 week I hear them Duke is trending up. Uh, you know, they lost twice this week to unranked teams, and. They're supposed to, at the beginning of the year, they was like, oh, this is one of the greatest teams ever put together. Well, they have six, seven losses now. You seven, can, you, yeah. you should be able to afford to lose one guy and it not absolutely tear your team apart. That happens, though, when you get a lot of freshmen, Gary. And you I, know this one. I understand that, but Lenardi still got them trending up as far as, like, getting a higher seed, even after two losses or, in one week. Were both those losses on the road? Yeah. Yeah, one was on a on a kind of a bank shot, top of the key. Yeah, which was yeah. garbage. And yeah. then this one at Miami, which was it was Miami's a decent team. Yeah, it's, yeah, it was a tough game. But I think I was watching them, and it's like they have so much talent. I think that's why a lot of people like them because you you look at them, and you're like, man, these guys should be these guys should be amazing, right? Right. They have talent every position, but sometimes 
it just seems like Kennard is the only consistent guy on the team. The death, the death to Duke in the tournament is playing against a good point guard. Duke has no point guard. They can say they can say uh, the the guy they got running it now. I I can't even his name escapes me. But um, they had Kennard or no? No, no. Um, I think they have Grayson running the point at the start of the game. And then uh, they bring the other point Matt, guard, Matt Jones. Uh, no, no, I can't. I can't remember Frank something. But either, either either way, he just Frank uh, Jackson. Frank Jackson. But they have no point guard. <clears throat> yeah, so, I don't know. Why? Do, why is it that UK fans hate Duke so much, Gary? <laughs> well, they, they've had a history. I mean, they, they really. I mean, you don't they like just, them. I don't like them. No, I, I never have liked them since '92. Uh, it seems like there's always this competition. Kelly, am I wrong? With what? UK, Duke, hatred. That's just, you recruit the same players, and it's just, I mean, I don't know. A lot of Louisville fans actually hate Duke. Yeah, absolutely. They do now that they're in the uh, ACC. ACC. Speaking of Louisville, uh, you remember we talked about two weeks ago? Steve wants to stay on. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, wait. Go ahead, Gary. Louisville still hasn't beat a ranked team. On the road. On the road in the ACC. Go ahead, Steve. It just—I don't—I don't think it's a good look for UK fans to hate Duke. To hate Duke, it can't because you know that's people hate the Patriots. People—it almost looks like you hate them because they've had a ton of success over the last fifteen years. Right. I get the hatred back, but you guys don't play each other that much. No. I, mean, I, I think UK is is good enough to where we play them every what every four years in the Classics Turn Championship. Yeah. But, I mean, like, you know, you just hear arguments all the time. You know, Duke, Pre, Duke gets all the calls. Yeah. Duke gets all the calls. Do you think it's because uh, even, like, a lot of the announcers and fans just think they're, like, above everybody else? or An uppity, yuppie, yuppie crowd. Yeah. Never do anything wrong. Right, right. I mean, that, I mean, how many times has, has Duke done off-the-court stuff that – Gets gets pushed pushed under the rug like uh, the thirty thousand dollar the player loan that the player got in the NCAA is like oh it ain't it ain't that big a deal Corey McGee yeah but they do that Corey in North, North Carolina too right uh I maybe don't, not as much not as much I think a lot of teams do I, don't I, well, know. I mean look at look at this look at the uh, this side of it as a Ohio State fan that you are how how bad do you dislike Michigan I do oh, I don't know though I. I don't think it's as – there are rivals. Mm-hmm. I don't know, though. I am i don't think I'd go that far. Maybe it's because they haven't been as good as us in the last 15 years. Right, right. But you, but you do recruit the same players. And yeah, they do recruit the same players. I, right. I, I think the Kentucky, you know, hatred might be because they're both about on the same playing field. Yeah, They're yeah. both vying for championships. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, as, as like Louisville fans, who do you dislike, Kelly? As a Louisville fan, wow! I I, UK. I don't know who I actually hate. I'm not a big fan of Kentucky, right? Obviously, yeah. Um, but I don't know that I have a team that I really actually hate. I like to actually follow Kentucky in a way. Um, I don't know. I don't hate. I don't even hate Duke at You're all. You're a lover, dude. You're not a hater. <laughs> I like to make love, not hate. We're yep. gonna head to a break real quick. We'll be right back. We got a caller stand on the line. We'll be right back. With Stan on the Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzz Line. Stay tuned. Let me tell you, baby. Hello. 
Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 96.1 FM and 1450 AM. Coming at you as we do every Sunday morning talking all things in the world of sports. The Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzz Line is 502-384-1450. We encourage you to give us a call. Get in on the action. We're going to head to the Buzz Line now. We have a caller on the line with us. Stan, are you with us, Stan? And How are you this morning? Doing good, guys. How you guys doing? Doing great. We appreciate you getting in on the action this morning. What do you have for us? Yeah, hey, uh, I just wanted to call and just tell you, Gary, he, thought, he, he likes to throw up that thing about Louisville not having any top 25 road wins. But I'd like to him going to list down a top 25 road wins Kentucky's guy, and I would like for him to let, uh, let me know who's got the better resume, Louisville or Kentucky. Oh, this year, Louisville. I mean, I'm not going to argue okay. that. But your but your but your career is not going to last long in Louisville if you're going to sit there and throw shade at Louisville. I mean, you obviously don't like Louisville, and you obviously like to throw shade at Louisville. You obviously are getting on somebody for, for saying that Duke is trending up, but you're saying Kentucky's trending up. They've won six games in a row. From where they were, oh, no, they've won six games in a row. You're absolutely right. They have. You tell me who these six games have been been against. They've, okay, they they've beaten Florida. They've won uh, four road games right. in a row. I mean, in Missouri, yeah, they, Georgia. They, hey, listen, they they they've got to play who's in front of them. I well, mean, to, I don't know. I know. No, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But I'm saying you like you, you, what I'm saying in here in Louisville. Unless you're going to be in Matt Jones' hip pocket, your career is not going to last very long if you're alienating half of your uh, half of your listening audience. All I'm trying to say. Maybe throw a little bit of love towards Louisville, being that they're still ranked in the top twelve or whatever they're ranked. Uh, and, and, and they beat Kentucky head-to-head. So, I mean, there's no road wins. I mean, really, how much does that matter at the end of the season? No, have, not having any top 25 road wins. Hey, What's that matter? Hey, this we don't play the tournament on the road. Hey, this, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Well, so, right. So, what that matter? So, so what does that matter? Well, you're going to let me talk? You're going to talk the whole time you're on the phone? Um, huh? I said, you're going to talk the whole time or you're going to let me answer you? Um, the, the okay, thing, go ahead. The, I'm sorry. The, go ahead. Well, you're still going. Um. Louisville, this must be the first time you've ever listened. I've given Louisville plenty of props, talking about their defense is good and everything like that. Why don't you, uh, won't y'all do something? Oh, y'all, has been there 17 years. He's got one title. I mean, y- y'all don't expect more out of him? What now? 17 years? What'd you say? This, I didn't hear you. What? This is, is Rick Pitino's 17, 17th year at uh, UofL. He's got one title. Okay. He's got one title. Okay. Do, you, do you not expect more out of him? How, wait a minute, what are you talking, what are we going back 17 years for? I don't even understand what, so, so you're just obviously, I'm, you're, you're perpetuating the hate that I'm telling you that you're, that you're talking about. You hate Louisville, just yeah, admit I, it, but your career is going to be, it's not going to last long, pal. You got to, you got to, you got you to be unbiased in this, in this kind of situation, unless you're on Matt Jones' show is what I'm trying to say. I'm not, I'm not hating on you, I'm just telling you, it's painfully obvious from the past few weeks that you hate Louisville and you're just not going to give them any credit. I've given him credit every week I've been in here. You don't. I'm a UK fan. Do you think I do you think I hang out at the Yum Center on my off time? No, I do not. I'm a UK fan what? and I, I right. Okay, so why are you talking about seventeen years? How many Calipari's got? How many titles Calipari got? He got one title and this is his eighth year. So, okay, and I mean so okay. No, I'm talking about his whole career. Well, 
You know what? I followed him. I followed him the eight years he's been at UK. I mean, he's been. Well, look, you see right here. Court. There's no comp there's no court competition between Patino and Calipari as coaches. You can't even go there, right? I mean, he's really a basketball coach. Hey, they're both. You're gonna say Calipari is as good a coach or better than Patino? Is that what you're trying to tell me? I don't know, but the, the you lose all credibility if you tell me yes. I'm telling you that right now. They're both hall. They're both hall of famers. I mean, where else can they go? They sure are. Okay, they sure you. are. Thank you. But I'm asking you a question. Go ahead. I want to know what you think. All right. Go ahead. Stan, you want to know what he thinks about what? Yeah. About what? I, I, I told, I told you. you think, is, is, I told you, you they got Perry is as good or better coach than Patino. Is that what you're trying to tell me? I think they're on a level playing field. Uh, Patino's coached a lot. Patino's coached a lot longer, and, and uh, he's got one more title. So I mean, as far as like better coach. I mean, yeah, can you, are you, you please don't say that you think Calipari is a better basketball coach than Rick Pitino because you lose all credibility if you say that. Okay. That's just I'm, nonsense. I, I'm not worried about you speaking on my credibility. I'm just telling you my opinion. Didn't, ain't that what you asked? My yeah. my opinion. They are on the both on the same playing field. Are they? Yes, they are. Well, okay. Well, that, that's fine. Okay, okay. I, I can I can go for that. But look, now, my my advice is if you want to ha have a bigger listener audience. Don't alienate half of them is all I'm asking you. Stan, we appreciate your call, and we really do appreciate you. you tuning in each and every week. We'll try to make sure we keep things balanced out. You have a great rest of your weekend, Stan. Thank you. Good stuff there from Stan. Fired up. Yeah. I mean, he came right at Gary. That's hey, that's good. It's, it's, it's good it's talking fire. points. And, and here on the Weekend Sports Rose, once again, we pride ourselves yeah. in being un, not unbiased. Okay, so I shouldn't say that. That's a charade because I am biased. I'm a Louisville fan. And it's fine. I mean, I'm he, a Louisville fan. Gary, I think you're a Kentucky fan. Yeah. Steve, you're a little bit in between, but you're more a Louisville fan. I'm Ohio State fan. But you're more a Louisville fan. Yeah, I, I, you're more yeah, a Louisville fan. I watch Louisville. Okay. So everybody's got their opinions. Here on the weekend sports host, we come together and we talk about <clears throat> what the, the hits are, what we want to talk about in the world of sports, whether it be national sports, college sports here locally. I'm a Louisville fan. Watching that game, it, and maybe I haven't given enough analysis specifically about the Louisville game from Wednesday yet, but we don't want to come across like we're one way or the other. We're presenting ideas and, and conversation. We're not going at each yeah. other's throats, well, they, they, but that's who we are. They played yesterday, so we're going to talk about it. I mean, Louisville plays later today. We could break down that matchup, but I I agree with some of the things Stan said. Um, I don't know. They had... They beat Florida. I don't think they're trending up as a as much as a lot of fans think. So um, no, I mean, it was it was one good game in a row. I know they won six straight. Yeah, but they played one good game. They, I mean, they uh, they they're projected as the three seed right now, and even after the win yesterday, they're still a three seed. I mean, yeah, but this being your, I mean, this isn't your career. This is uh, right, This right. is a side job, and yep. you're a UK fan. That's yep. and they played yesterday, so we're talking about absolutely. It. But I. I I'm not. I'm also not as high on UK as a lot of other people are. You know, Brian, Gary, some other people on well, Twitter. Well, Kentucky has NBA talent, okay. And what Brian said earlier, I don't disagree with, is when you have NBA talent, and if you don't think they've got legit NBA talent, then we're on a different planet. Because what Malik Monk did yesterday was a big performance, and Bam too. He may not be an NBA All Star. He's not Cousins or Davis. But he's an NBA player. So they've got those guys. And obviously, Fox, if you watch that guy play, they've got three legit NBA players. So they've, they, they've got a chance at making a run. And what was it, 2014, Gary? 
2014, they lost to everybody. 11 games. Yes. And where did they end up? In the, chi- the championship. Title, in the title. Championship game. game. So it happens. And I'm not sucking up to Kentucky. I'll go on more in as far as my analysis of the Louisville program because I appreciate Stan's input that we do need to, to have a, a little bit of balance. And I'm clearly a Louisville fan. Oxmoor Chrysler, Dodge Jeep, and Ram Buzzline is 502-384-1450. We're going to head to the Buzzline now. we got our man Marcus is on the li- line with us. What do you have for us this morning, Marcus? Well, i got to tell you, Kelly, I was kind of having a boring Sunday morning, and I wasn't doing a whole lot. And then I heard your, your man there. Stan, Stan, you poor little man. I mean, I, I thought, that, let, me, let me tell you who Stan is. Stan is the guy who 20 years ago was calling talk radio stations and saying, don't tell me you think Rick Pitino is a better coach than Danny Crum. Don't, don't tell me that you lose all credibility. Rick, Rick Pitino, he can't coach. You know why? Because Stan is the classic example of little brother. I know Louisville fans hate to hear that. And the nice thing is, over the years that I've over the years I've lived in Louisville, I've noticed that fewer and fewer Louisville fans have that issue, right? But this guy has it in spades. If you don't think that John Calipari is as good a coach as Rick Patino, you only have one leg to stand on and that you are a desperate, whining, pathetic little excuse of a little brother Louisville fan. I thought those people were extinct. Anybody on this show knows that I am not a big college basketball guy. I almost never call in and comment on this But you do sound like a a big U.K. fan right now, right? Do I? You are a U.K. fan? Well, I wasn't raised here. I didn't grow up in the United States. Are you a U.K. fan? It's hard to say that I am a... Big UK fan, but I do follow. I follow the University of Kentucky basketball program. Do you know why? Because you're because I like winners, right? I also root pretty hard for the University of Louisville. Do you know why? Because I like Rick Pitino. Okay, so the thing that irritates me most about this nice, quiet little state is that the citizens here have this rancorous hatred for each other during a certain amount of the sports season. People that aren't from this state don't get that. I assume it's very similar to Auburn, Alabama, North Carolina, and Puke, programs like that, right? I haven't lived in those places, so I can't tell you. But all I know is for some jackass to call a radio show and think that they can say, you're going to lose all credibility if you say this, give the man a recording of what he sounded like. Well, Marcus, so he'll know. Marcus, Rick has won a title at two different schools. Cal has not done that. Yeah, exactly. So, so okay. So, Stan's... Rick is by, a great coach. By Stan's logics, Rick is superior to Cal, or at least he agreed. He, he ended up agreeing with... I think he agreed with Gary that they were about the they were right at about yeah. the same playing field. But right? he just didn't want you to say Cal was a better coach. Okay, so so for you to put Cal ahead of him in Stan's mind, and I don't necessarily disagree. I don't disagree with that, Cal, Marcus. In your mind, is Cal su- substantially ahead of Rick, or even ahead of Rick as a basketball coach? Is he? I don't know. No. Okay. No. Okay. So you're, 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 what you're saying, what you're calling in to do, Marcus, for the most part, if I'm interpreting your call, is you're defending Gary. Gary had an opinion. He came with it strong. 
and you're defending Gary for 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 being a, a Kentucky fan who supports Cal, and you're you're saying that Stan was out of line for saying that Gary lacked credibility for what he said about Cal. Yeah, if you if you if Stan wants credibility, get your own radio show and go on there and pontificate about something you actually know something about, which apparently is not college basketball. <laughs> All right, Marcus, we appreciate the call. As always, Marcus, what he likes to do is ruffle ruffle the feathers. Have a great rest of your weekend, Marcus. We'll hear from you next week. Good stuff there from our man, Marcus. Also from Stan, I appreciate the input from all sides. I'm a Louisville fan, and I, I, being the host of the show, I've been on the air for five years. I try not to to make it a blind Homer-themed show. We're in a market where Louisville and Kentucky and Indiana at times, Indiana's relevant, we cover them. And that's what I take pride in doing here on the weekend sports bus. Yeah. The reason I put them even okay, as far as, like, coaching-wise, they're both great at what they do. Uh-huh. I mean, Cal. They do different things. Yeah, Cal Cal uh, recruits the, the, the one-and-dones, and he's, he's the best at it. I mean, everybody that's ever tried to do it said they don't know how he does it. Rick Pitino goes out and finds these hidden gems, and he, he waits two, three, four years, and they, and they play great as a team. I mean, people get on Cal all the time about one and dones, one and dones. You don't think he wants to keep these? What if he had Anthony Davis for three years? I mean, you don't you don't think he he wants to keep these guys around? Yeah, but he knows beforehand that they're they're bouncing after a year. I mean, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's getting into. I, you know what? I I, I dispute that. He didn't Come think on. he didn't think Devin Booker was a one and done. Yeah, but he knows that. I mean, as soon as they lost last year, like yeah. right after in the press conference, right. I think he was like, oh, we have a great class coming in next year. Probably the best ever. Am what? I right, Gary? What? Did he not say that? So uh, he's always ha- looking that, that, that for year, year by year. Yeah, That's his style. He's yeah. Yeah. Unique yeah, absolutely. Now, Oxford- he knows these guys are leaving. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But like I said, everybody gets time for being one and done. I mean, yeah, he knows they're one dumb. You don't think he wants to keep these guys around? And we bring Gary in. You're the Cal defender. That's your role. That's, yeah. that's who you are, and we appreciate you being who you are, Gary. Oxmore Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram buzz line is 502-384-1450. We're going to head back to the buzz line. we got our man Kevin is on the line with us. How are you this morning, Kevin? What do you have for us? Oh, man, this is, this is up there on the radio, and there that stand going. Oh, man, this, this made my morning, man, but we got to get some – we gotta get some balance to the fourth there. This is the city of Louisville, you know. We we yeah. So the bottom line is, and, and, and you know, Stan, I, I get what he's saying, and uh, and the man Gary, Kentucky fan, this obvious. I didn't even hear it, and I could tell that he was just the way he was talking that he was a uh, Kentucky fan. Ah <laughs> 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 uh, man, y'all 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 kind of obvious, man. But uh, this is what this is what this is my take. I, I'm I'm diehard little fan. I've never really been a big Kino fan, but over the years, and I, I'm just, this is me, man, I'm one of the people that fuss about Rick, Cal, the one thing that Cal does that I have over Rick, and it's obvious, the big elephant in the room, is recruiting, he's a much better recruiter, but I can't say that Rick can't recruit those guys, I don't know if Rick just doesn't want to deal with it, but I obviously, hey Kevin, he, he recruits them every year, every year a parent asked him, have you had a one and done, he said no, but I'd like you, I'd like you to be my first. But 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 Patino's whole knock on him is he don't play freshman, so he he can't get anybody to come there. I couldn't really understand you on this line, um, but uh, what I'll say is that he's got Rick on recruiting. But as far as coaching, hands down, Rick Rick leaves in his in his Gucci in his Gucci loafers, man. <laughs> yeah, Rick, Rick Rick's a great coach. 
and you're right, Cal is the superior recruiter. There's no denying that, Kevin. We appreciate your call this morning. Before we let you go, anything else you want to chime in on? Oh, yeah, as far as Kentucky trending up, I, you know, I, this is what I say, and I watch basketball all the time. It doesn't matter who it is. And if just looking at Kentucky, I don't, this is, to me, it's not, not I just, you can't depend on um, Monk in the NCAA tournament having a game of 30, 40 points like that going off. That's, that's a recipe to get blown, to get beat. At any minute, you can't even count on that. And as far as damn yesterday, yeah, Florida's good, but you gotta look at it. Florida has lost a big guy, their only big man inside. So it was obvious that Bam was gonna have a good day, and it was obvious because all Florida did was shoot from the outside. They had no inside game whatsoever, and Kentucky was still, to me, not that impressive. And they were playing in Rupp Arena, which, which is hard places to play. Fair enough. Yeah. Kevin, we appreciate your call. As always, we look forward to hearing from you again soon. Have a great rest of your weekend, Kevin. Thank you. Hey, but look at Florida's stats. I mean, he said all they do is shoot threes. That's all they do. They yeah. shoot threes every game. So, I mean, they, yesterday they shot 33. That's nothing new. Yeah. I, I do agree with someone that he, what he said, though. I do think it's a recipe for disaster, depending on wanting these guys to go off. When you have three guys, you need two of them to go off. What happens if it's one and – you know, the other guys are four for 15. Mm-hmm. You know, I I think it's tournament time. I think it could really, really hurt them. They say that, that you can't depend on Monk to go off every game. He averages 22 points a game. So he goes off pretty much every game. Yeah. So don't say that yesterday was an anomaly. I mean, it happens. Yeah. The guy is good. I think a good team can lock him up, though. Really? Their entire game, yeah. Okay, when's the last time you've seen a team lock him up? What do you, what do, you do against Louisville? He was in. He played like four minutes in the first half. He was in foul trouble. I mean. So then, when he doesn't have a great game, then your all your hopes go downhill. I mean, well, you're, you're depending on one or two guys. Way, you're hoping for him to. Much. You're you're hoping for him to get in foul trouble or stopping him. I mean, if that's the only thing that's going to stop him, I mean, I don't know what else you want to. Yeah. I mean, it happens. Sorry to interrupt, guys. Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram buzz line is 502-384-1450. We got a real quick call from our man Brian, the insider. He says he has to chime in on this. Brian, what do you have for us? Man, I love it, Kelly. I've been calling and listening to this show for five years, and uh, I love Stan's passion. I love Gary's passion. I love the comments. Just want to comment on a few things. Uh, I lived in Louisville during the time frame when Denny left and Rick came in and a lot of fans were mad that Denny was leaving and the way it was handled, which there was no good way to handle it. But I disagree 100% with what Marcus is saying, that we did not want Rick Pitino and we didn't think Rick was as good a coach. I don't remember, except for any fringe lunatics, uh, there was a lot of excitement about getting Rick. There was people that loved Denny and sorry to see him go and the way it was handled could have been handled better, I guess. But that point that Marcus made was way off base, in my opinion. Uh, a couple other things. Yeah, Gary, Louisville fans, I thought after 17 years or 16 years, whatever, however long Rick's been here, we'd have more than one championship. But I'm going to go right back at you at Kentucky and say, hey, after eight years and with 25 or 30 players in the league, I thought, and I can't, don't tell me you didn't think Kentucky would have more than one championship. And, and one other thing. To, to, to back up Stan's point, and I agree with Stan on this, if you give them the same players and you, you change rosters and you put Patino as the coach of Wichita State tomorrow and you put Cal, and you flip them out 
there, in my opinion, there is no question who could get the most out of those players that are that, that they're given at the time. And in my opinion, uh, there's no comparison about who's the better floor coach. Now, Patino, or I'm sorry, Cal has done a great job with the inside the rules, but he would have loved to have Anthony Davis for three years. But I'd argue Anthony Davis wouldn't have come to Kentucky if he thought, thought he was going to stay for three years, as well as a lot of them using it as a jump. But let me thanks for letting me back in, guys. I love the show. Keep up the energy. Good stuff there from our man Brian the Insider. I could tell yeah. by the tone of when he called back in. Everybody just gets <clears throat> so excited this time of the year. Everybody. I don't care who you are. Steve, you're a transplant. You're from you're an Ohio State fan. Everybody gets passionate when it comes to Louisville versus Kentucky talk. Yeah. I agree, I agree with a lot of what Brian said. Okay. What do you think about that, Gary? If you put them both on Wichita State, I think Rick's a better floor general general uh Okay. You know, but is that relevant? comparing coaches though? That may be true. Recruiting but, but has to be a part of being I'm, a coach. If I'm being, if I'm, and I, I attempt <laughs> now, I'm a Louisville fan. Gary, you're a Kentucky fan. Our goal is not to come across as blind homers. No, no, not at all. We want to come across as credible and. and but we and, are. But, no, we're, I don't know. I'm, I'm a saying, blind Ohio State homer. So Maybe not Urban obnoxious. Meyer, Urban Wire can walk on water. I've seen it. <laughs> It just, I just think it's funny, as much as people bash Calipari about having one title, a couple of weeks ago, did I not say how hard it is to win a title once you get to the Final Four? Yeah, and I agree with you. Everybody, uh, Patino, 17 years only one title. Cal, eight years only. Let, go back and look at the last 20 national champions. It's too hard to win. Absolutely. I mean, if you're the the fact of the matter is, if you're making the tournament and you're making the Elite Eight, Final Fours, championship games, if you're successful year after year, then you probably have a really good coach. Absolutely. That's the end of the story. Absolutely. I mean, you make it to the Final Four, it's anybody's game. Them four teams are there for a reason. Yeah. Everybody wants that title so bad yeah. is yeah. the moral of this story. <laughs> yeah. and you make it to the Final Four. Rick's good at getting to the Final Four. Yeah. Historically good. I mean, he's one of the best coaches ever. We're dealing with two of the greats. Yeah. And Patino only has one title in 17 years. Cal, one in eight years. Well, are you going to get rid of him because you want more titles in that ti- in that span? No. Well, before Rick, no You're one not. had ever won a title at two different schools. Yeah. So, I mean, what, what's being done is unprecedented. What Cal's doing is unprecedented. I hate to overuse a word like that, but it's true. I mean, you can't just say, I mean, what are we going to do? Take Jay Wright, and if he doesn't win a title in his first five years, well, you won the year before. We're firing? No. I mean, titles are not easy to win in this sport. It's a very difficult task. Ask anybody. Ask Tom Izzo. Yeah. I mean, ask Coach K. He's won, what, four or five? I mean, he he doesn't get as much credit, in my opinion, as he deserves. Right. I believe he has five, don't he? Okay. Yeah, I think he has five. Um the state of Kentucky has two of the best coaches. Really? I mean, not just and it's present. great. It's great. It's great to have the back and forth. Uh-huh. And um, I don't know. I mean, like Stan, he was arguing about how how much better of a coach that, that Patino is than Cal. Head-to-head, Cal's 8-2 and two against him. I mean, if he's that much better of an in-game coach, as everybody says, how come he don't find a way to get his teams to win? Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram buzz line is 502-384-1450. The, the buzz line is lighting up this morning, which I love. We're going to head to the buzz line now. we got our caller. Katie is on the line with us. How are you this morning, Katie? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. What do you have for us? I know you've been listening. What is your take on all this, <laughs> on all this madness this morning? Well, I love how you inter- usually introduce me as a female caller. 
I didn't get that today. Yeah, I mean, I, I we're past that <laughs> stage, Katie. I feel like there's a lot of chemistry between you and I. And there is. I can feel it. We're, we're past that. What do, you, what do you have for us this morning? Well, um, I will have to say that I thought Gary handled himself beautifully with the caller, Stan. And I've listened. Um, you know, I'm, I'm an um, avid listener as well. And I've never heard him really, you know, obviously he's a UK fan. But I think he's handled himself very gracefully with um, being a UK fan and um, and and talking about U of L. But... Um, as far as his hatred for Duke, <laughs> okay, <you're> just- <laughs> I think <laughs> I think it all stems from the Christian Leitner thing, and I I just think it's so silly that Duke can or that um, UK fans hold on to that. And then I love how Marcus comes on and tells you what Stan, what kind of person Stan is. Well, let me tell you what kind of person Marcus is. <laughs> he is a narcissist. <laughs> Who thinks that what he says is the word of God, okay. and that nobody can outsmart? He definitely is an intelligent person, but he thinks that his opinion is just the end all be all. And he's—it's funny that he says he loves winners, and yet he doesn't like Duke, or as he calls them, puke. <laughs> all right. Well, that's your take on Marcus. Marcus is, if nothing else. <laughs> He's polarizing, and in sports radio, that's a good thing. I mean, he's got his taste, yeah. and he's not uninformed. Don't ever call him uninformed, and I know you're not, Katie. But uh, No, he's very intelligent. He speaks very well, and, um, you know, he knows his stuff, but definitely thinks that his opinion is above all else, and he just gets on the radio, and I, I can hear the narcissism in his voice. Okay, well, Katie, thank you very much for the call. We look forward to hearing from you again soon. Have a great rest of your weekend. You too. Good stuff there from Katie. She's becoming quite the regular. Oxmore Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzz Line is 502-384-1450. We're going to head back to the Buzz Line. we got our caller Blue is on the line with us. How are you this morning, Blue? What do you have for us? Yeah, until it's getting close to March. Hey, ain't no secret about what fan I am, is it? Uh, hey, I want to bounce around a little bit. Uh, first, let me say that I like both schools, but Kentucky's my preference. But it says a lot about our state, man, being a sports state, you know, like that. we got two of the top, what, six, seven coaches in our state that could be anywhere else, but they prefer to be here in Kentucky, man, and I love it. Uh, I really like Patino, man, but until the other night, man, <laughs> man, come on. And now, whatever that fan said to Rick could not have been the first time you ever heard it. Come on. You're supposed to walk away through like Calipari did, man. Thank you. I mean, come on, fellas. I mean, I, I, I enjoy both teams, man. I mean, but, you know, Rick got sure look more class, man. And go Blue! Thank you, right. Thank you so much for the call, Blue. Blue's becoming a, a somewhat regular caller yeah. also. Yeah. Good we stuff. appreciate his contribution. Yeah, we didn't there. touch on that. We uh, have not. Yeah, what was that? We're only on the air once a week here on the Weekend Sports Buzz every Sunday from 9 to 11. I loved it. And Rick... Now, th- this is like the, the Donald Trump and him describing what he says is the dishonest media, in my opinion. Okay? Rick heard somebody yell, even, let's just pretend it was just you suck. Okay? Right. Let's pretend it was that. He turned around, and this is me defending Rick. I love Rick Patino. He turned around and he said, what? And he started walking toward him. The media reported it like Rick was attacking a fan. He wasn't attacking anyone. You think he was going to fight somebody? Yeah, because you know what? Neither one, nobody knows what was said. Regardless, even if it's yeah. the most minimal, you suck. Yeah. But you know Rick has heard more than anybody outside yeah. of a yeah. politician in the whole world. You suck. Maybe more than politicians. 
I think it was blown out of proportion. Yes, Rick went at him, and in the and in the and in the press conference, he called him a coward. Yeah, and you can say that's petty and whatever it is. I love Rick. I'm obviously going to take the stance on it that I think it's fine. I love it. I actually like stuff like this happening. But the actual. The, the the way it was blown out of proportion in my mind is humorous. What do yeah. you guys think? Yeah, I, I think it was. I I don't, I don't know because I mean, like the ESPN reporter said, she was standing there, and all the guys said, "You suck." Patino was more or less mad, supposedly because the guy turned his back on him. That's what he said. And, yeah, and, and my thing is this: is Rick has heard you suck a, a ten million times, and ninety nine point nine percent of the time he acts like he didn't hear it. Yeah. And this time, now you're stressed out. Yeah. You just had a rough half That's against North was. Carolina. He's on the road this time. He wasn't feeling it. And that's human. He's a human. Yeah. Big deal. Yeah. You're yelling at somebody. You have the what did right. you say? Yep. Now, that's a male, um, egotistical way to handle something. Someone yells, you suck, and you're going to look. You want to at least look him in the eyes and say, what? You know what he should have done? He should have done what he did last year. Flipped the fan off like he did at UK last year when he was walking off the court. And I don't have a problem with that either. I don't either. I mean, you know what? This is, It's sports. I mean, you're competitive. These are competitive guys, and to think Rick doesn't. Nobody says Rick doesn't have an ego. We know he does. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Cal has an ego. Yeah. Donald Trump has an ego. I mean, anybody in a position of power, if they pretend they don't have an ego, which Rick actually has done at times, he he, he brags about his own humility. Yeah. And so I'm a Rick lover. I love Rick. I love um, the way he handles everything. But he's not flawless. No. He, he preaches humility, and, and yet he clearly has a really big ego. And that's... A little contradictory. That's, that's like Cal said the other night. As far as like the next time, the next time I walk into the arena and somebody is cheering me or cheering my team, it's time for me to retire because that means we're not very good when they when they cheer on us to come yeah. to the building. Cal had dealt with a, a similar situation recently. Also, he was dealing with a "Cal, you suck" chant. Yeah, and the reporter asked him about it. Yeah, she said, "How do you feel about this student section?" As, yeah. as they were chanting it. Yeah, that's a bad question. After the game, though, I thought his press conference, sometimes the words that come out of his mouth, I just shake my head. It's like Donald Trump in a he, lot of Oh, yeah. He, because he was like, uh, the the reporter came up and apologized to me. I said, I didn't know, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, beat it, toots, or something like that. You know, he's always. Is that what he said? He didn't say toots. <laughs> I added the toots. But still, he said, beat it, you know. I, Sometimes nice. No, I think he said it's all good. He said I didn't even hear the question, which yeah. everybody knows he heard the question. Yeah, I was talking about Rick actually. It was a bad question. He's kind of because the way Rick handled it in the press conference too was almost like Donald Trump. He said, "Yeah, and you know what really bothered me was it was an adult, and I wanted to. It wasn't a student, and I wanted to look at him, and he walked away because he did what a coward does, and he is a coward." I mean, <laughs> that's Donald Trump one on one. If you're if you're if you're a, a New Yorker, these guys are um, these guys are, are cut for in the somewhat. I know Rick obviously is more left wing and he supports um, the Democratic nominees always. But in my opinion, I'm drawing a parallel. I think Trump and Patino are similar in some ways. I just think the guy he probably said more than he said because he said enough where he threw the guy out of the game. Yeah. So I what mean, do you think he said there were some rumors that maybe it was something about an os, but I yeah. I if there, if, the, if it was true and it was a true racist uh, type comment, it would have came out like that. Rick would have said it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's not above. No. I could not, see him tossing the guy though, just because Rick was going at him. You know. Let's yeah. Get this guy exactly. Out of here. Yeah. You don't want to. Uh, uh, if you're the you know the security director, 
keep that going on. You know, no, you don't want that. Yeah, it's been a great segment, guys. Uh, a lot of activity on the Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzz Line once again. That is five zero two three eight four. 1450, we encourage you to give us a call, get in on the action. Steve, Gary, and I will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Stay tuned. I need them in the morning to build me up all through the day. I need them in the evening to tighten the game. Come with me. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 96.1 FM at 1450 AM in the Louisville Southern Indiana market. We are the Weekend Sports Buzz coming at you every Sunday morning from 9 to 11, talking all things in the world of sports. Next month, it'll be five years we've been on the air. So very excited about that. Time flies when you're having fun, and it's been truly an honor to be able to be on the air for, for such a long stretch. Great First part of the second hour, really. We got um, Stan, great call from Stan, who set off, I think, six consecutive callers who all had their own takes. And what we take pride in is we had Blue call in. He's welcome. Everybody's welcome to get in on the action here on the show. We're not just a Louisville Homer show. Um, we also have a, another Homer here present. We got Gary. So, Gary, what, what are your thoughts on 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 Stan? What's your response to Stan's... <laughs> allegations that you will not be on the air very long well uh this is not my full-time job so i mean <laughs> I, this is a hobby which i love to do but hey you know you're a little fan i'm a uk fan we can speak our opinions and that's how it is yeah no it's an interesting topic if you come up yeah. with would you rather have this is the question and I, this actually gets people as fired up as any question in the state all things being equal today if you had Rick running your program going forward or Cal running your program going forward, most Kentucky fans feel it's 100% Cal, right? Yep, absolutely. Now, 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 I don't know that most Louisville fans feel the same way about Rick. Does that make sense, Steve? Yeah. I, I honestly don't know who I would rather have here in Louisville outside of Rick Pitino. But... What Cal is doing in Lexington is truly unprecedented, and he's bringing in an extraordinary amount of talent. So I don't know. It's a fair debate, though. Rick, what, what I can say about Rick is, is the way that, and I've said this a few times recently, the way that Denny ended his tenure was you looked at him, and he looked like he was like thinking about fishing or something in the middle of the game. And you could tell he had almost lost his fire. You look at Rick in the middle of a game today, he looks like he's got a horrible migraine headache and then he just explodes on somebody at the end of the bench, which I love. So he doesn't lack passion. Rick is bringing it in his age of however old Rick. Patino How many is. years do you think he has left? Rick is 64. 
I mean, I, it could be six more years. Yeah, he could go to only seventy. I don't know. I what my point is with that is I don't see Rick slowing down right now. Yeah, I'm an Ohio State fan. If you told me I had to take one coach to take over, I'm probably going to take Cal just because he's younger and recruits. But if you ask me who I thought the better coach was, I think I'd take Rick Pitino as the better coach, teaching yeah. the game of basketball to kids. It's just a loaded question. Probably take you hours to break down. Now, 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 comparing their it's a different type of right? question if we're evaluating their Hall of Fame uh, rankings. If that makes sense, they're both Hall of Fame coaches, right? But who historically, if they both retired today, Rick's older, obviously, who would have had a better career? That's a whole different conversation. As right. instead of who's more portable and who could you plug in to a different program? Yep. If you took <clears throat> Cal. Or Rick and put them at UNLV tomorrow. Who would do better next year? Probably Cal, because he's going to come in and sign the best player in the country, and probably the yep. number four and the number seven best player in the country. Right. And they're going to come in and they're going to make the guys around them at least look a little bit better. And Rick will take a little bit of time. But he would. Right. They'd both have sustained success over a ten-year period, yeah. without a doubt. I mean, look at look at look at what Cal did at UMass. I mean, that was a dormant program. Okay, and he took them to the Final Four, and they had the worst facility. They had they didn't have anything. But just just listen. What about say both coaches at the end of the year decide to retire? Who has the bigger shoes to fill right now? Oh God, I, I do not envy the person who takes over for Cal. Yeah, but also, I mean, look at Rick. That is destined to be a failure. Yes, you say Cal at UMass. I mean, Rick had some great jobs. No, Rick at the did a of great history, job at Providence, at Providence, right? Yeah, yeah. Was, he he, he re- took them to Final Four. Arguably, revolutionized the game. Cal took UMass to uh, the Final Four. Also, Rick. I mean, you could make a uh, you could write a book about his tenure at Providence, and then what he did at the beginning with Kentucky, bringing them out of the dark age. Oh, absolutely. Sanctions and all that. Rick, I mean, these guys are two two of the very best. Now, Coach K is probably better than both of them. Can we agree to that? Yeah, I mean, he's got five titles. They speak for themselves. Wow, I'm okay. really surprised Gary went there. I mean, okay. I, I I don't want, I I don't not like Duke, but I respect I respect their program. It don't uh, it don't mean I have to like them. It feels very bizarre saying that somebody's better than both of these guys. It does, but. I think you'd sound like a fool, really. The guy's over over a thousand wins. Yeah, and yeah. he's been there forever. I mean, but how many years has he been there? It's uh, what seventy nine, seventy eight, seventy nine. I think seventy nine years. <laughs> seventy eight. He's got there in seventy eight or seventy nine. He's won five tournament, uh, five championships. Right. Okay. So that's not. I mean, if you actually take into consideration how long he's, you know, nineteen eighty to present. So thirty, yeah, but he's years. done it like in yeah. every decade, and he's won right? Five, yeah, no, it's crazy. Yeah, well, they really won in the eighties. They won what? And he started winning back his back titles in, in 91, 92, right. then two thousand one, two thousand ten, two thousand fifteen. But still, I mean, so three decades of titles. Yeah. it's interesting too with the guy, and this will transition us into Louisville's game today at um, two o'clock p.m. Yep, we've got none other than Jim Beheim, one of the best press conference guys ever. He yeah. had some make explosions this past week, which I love. I love Beheim in press conferences. But he's been at his school, been been the head coach at Syracuse since '76, and he's got one title. Okay, yeah. that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> okay, since 1976, but he's he, been the coach. He does have over a thousand wins. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. does now yeah. officially. 
Unofficially. 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 Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They took, what, a hundred and something away from him. Yeah. But it's like, you know, everybody knows you won them games. Yeah. I mean, I don't care what the record books say. You won a thousand games. So why not cheat? Right, Colin? <laughs> is that the moral? Is that what? Hey, does anybody really believe what he said after his presser? This may be my last year. Nobody believes that, do they? I think he he said that on the on like Dan Patrick. Yeah, too. nobody believes this is his last year. He's not going to go out. They're six. What are they? Sixteen and twelve. Seventeen. 12. He's seventy-two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rick is how old did I just say? Rick is sixty-three. I think. Yeah. So Rick is sixty-three. I think Rick's got a while. Yeah. And 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 just looking at his mannerisms, he might drop dead of a heart attack. Before he, and, and you know, he didn't get that intense so, in, 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 until the last three or four years. I mean, he's he's down in a defensive stance and everything. Yeah, Rick, Rick really is almost Buzz Williams in a way these days. But um, as far as mannerisms go, I think Rick has went through many cycles where he's maybe you remember he's just I'm just not feeling it as much. <clears throat> but then he always defaults to what his passion is, and I think he's just rediscovered himself. And I honestly think Rick's as good as ever. And if they keep Ding Adele, they keep Donovan Mitchell, and this team improves, not only can they make a legit run this year, I mean, there's no reason to believe this can't yep. be a really good team next year. VJ King come into his own. I mean, they've got a really good recruiting class coming in. Yes, they do. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I, I am a firm believer, and I've consistently been much longer than just the five years I've been on the air, but I've always been a Rick Patino supporter. I believe Rick is the master. We're not even talking about any of the scandals because those have existed and <laughs> they're prevalent and there may be more sanctions to come. We'll see. What are your thoughts, Gary and Steve, on the Louisville versus Syracuse game today? Well, uh, Syracuse coming off a of victory over uh, Duke Wednesday, right? Right. And I think, uh, I don't know. They, they were close to beating Louisville in, in the Carrier Dome. Obviously, I'm going to go Louisville here. I think they need this victory. I think if they lose, it could be a, a bad loss. Louisville's um, favored by as, 10. As 10 a, points per yeah. season. Yeah, but if they lose this game, you know, that's not going to be good as the season's winding down. I think they need this victory. Um, for me, it's get Donovan Mitchell going. I think he is a superstar, and I think a lot of times he doesn't have the ball in his hands enough. So I'd like to see them get get him going. Um I don't know. I like Louisville this year a lot. I think I've got – if Louisville don't win this game by 20 points, I mean, they absolutely killed Syracuse on the boards last game. Yeah. And that 2-3 zone, you cannot rebound out of a 2-3 zone. I just think I just think Louisville I – don't, I don't think it's close. Not today, anyway. Rick normally has Bayheim's number, which is interesting. Yep. Obviously, Rick was a, an assistant under Bayheim And what, what year was that? I don't know. But Louisville, late seventies. Yeah, Louisville didn't shoot the ball very well versus North Carolina, right? Right, right. I, you know, they gotta get if they're off on threes. That, man. that North Carolina game was bizarre. I saw Donovan Mitchell do things that I normally didn't see him do. Right. The way I describe Donovan Mitchell is he's a freakish athlete who actually plays within himself pretty well. He takes good shots. He's yeah. really physically strong, and he uses his strength and his balance to take good shots. What I saw from him. And I know he led the team in scoring on Wednesday. But what I saw from him, from the eyeball test on Wednesday, was him throwing the ball out of bounds, him taking a deep three-pointer uh, uh, way beyond the NBA um, three-point mark at a, a very pivotal moment of the game that didn't come close to going in. Just bad shots. Yeah. Very uncharacteristic performance out of specifically Donovan Mitchell, in my opinion, on Wednesday. And they got hammered on the glass. I mean, they got out-rebounded 48-35, to 35, I think. 
So, I mean, if they clean that up, I don't I don't think it was an issue. They went to North Carolina. I don't think it was a bad loss. Yeah, and if North Carolina runs, if you let them run, I mean, they'll tear some teams apart. They're a really good team. Yeah, you got to be able to score with them. Like Kentucky, what, 103 to 100? I mean, there's not a lot of teams, UCLA, that can run with them. But, if, yeah, if, if you slow them down, I mean, they're beatable. This Louisville team is interesting in that, in, in a lot of ways, they're a very typical Rick team. But in other ways, I would say it's a different type of image for a Louisville team. What I mean by the typical part is they're deep, right? You never know when VJ – they said VJ King's starting today. And, Gary, you, you and I were tweeting about that. Yeah. They're going to have uh, – what were the changes they said? Um, Jalen Johnson is sitting, I think. Okay. Uh, and uh, Mango, he's sitting also. Uh-huh. So they're going to start a Nas. A Nas, um, Ray Spalding, and V.J. Right. King. V.J. King. So along with Donovan Mitchell and um, obviously Quentin Snyder. I just don't see why they don't play V.J. King more. Right. I mean, every time I've seen the guy, he's been impressive. It's because of defense. If yeah. you actually sit down and pay attention when he's in. Yeah. And and that's. In Patino's system, if you don't. If you don't play D, you're not playing. And it's so that's what I mean. It's the same thing each and every year. They've got qualified freshmen who are not quite ingrained in the defense yet, who aren't going to get minutes simply because they're not up to speed on the defense. But what I think separates this team from previous Rick teams is when I see Dingadell and Donovan Mitchell, I don't think either of them are going to lead the NBA in scoring. Okay, I'm not saying that. But what I see from those guys is spectacular dunks, freakish athleticism to the degree. That Rick normally doesn't have. I agree. I mean, I think those are two legit wings. Yeah. Yeah. Now, sometimes Dingadell will have an off game. And as I said on Wednesday, Donovan Mitchell did not play up to his potential in a hostile uh, late late at night road game. So that was a a tough environment. But I'm the same way as you are against as Kentucky, if Donovan Mitchell's not on, Louisville's going to have a, a tough time winning because okay. they just don't have enough offense. Steve, you're shaking your head. You disagree? I think they have a lot of guys that that could score. I mean, maybe we haven't seen it as much. Who, but who, like who? you said, I mean, Adele, these guys are long and athletic. I mean, one of those dunks, like I trust... Sting Adele had a real legit dunk against. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah. and also Jalen, throw Jalen Johnson's highlight reel dunks into the mix. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is an athletic team, and it's a a very long team. And they have size. I mean, I think think they're big enough to play with a lot of teams. They can play a lot of different styles. Yeah, but, you know, if if their defense is good, but can they put enough points up is is the only concern you have to have about them. Because, yeah, Jalen Johnson had that one good game, but he disappeared five games before that. So, I mean, like you say, you've got to bring it every night. Yeah. The thing about this Louisville team is they do have a lot of different guys who can step up and yeah. have games. So Anas Mahmoud obviously has shown that he can play well, but he's also shown that he can go offers. You know, he can play 20 minutes and do basically nothing if you leave him in that long. It's almost as, a, as if with Mahmoud that you can put him in, get a feel for how he's going to do that day. Yeah, he's either he might be dominant, but maybe not, and then you should just take him out and he shouldn't go back in, right? What about that spin move he had against North Carolina? He went like eight foot on 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 one spin move. I mean, he's long. I mean, he he has potential if his offensive game would show up. I like him in the lineup, honestly, man. I think he's a good shot blocker. I think he gives him something offensively. At times, I, I kind of like him in the game. I think they need to settle on a on a rotation. I mean, we're changing starting lineups 
this late in the season. Let's settle on a rotation. I th- I think they have a potential to be to be very good though, Kelly. Yeah, at times you see Mop Mood, and to me he looks like, you know, David Padgett or Gorgie Jane. He, he's up there and he's passing the ball well. Yep. He's real big. He's as big as either of those guys. I know he's thin, but he has those type of skills. But he's soft at times and, and sometimes depending on the matchup. Now, I against Syracuse, I'll bring it up here, but against Syracuse last time, I don't know exactly how he did, but that – what do you guys – that, what are your thoughts on how he'll do against that zone today is my question. Um, I don't know because, I, I mean, I, I can't remember what he did last game, but the zone is, is to keep you, it's, it's to keep you out, of the, out of the paint. So so are they going to shoot well from three? Well, they didn't shoot very well the last game, and it's, you, don't, you don't find it too, too many times the team has back-to-back bad shooting games. So I, I, like I said, I, mean, I expect them to win big. On Monday – February 13th at Syracuse, we remember Louisville won 76-72 in overtime. Anas Mahmoud played 24 minutes, had eight rebounds, three blocks, two steals, and 12 points. Good I mean, game. that's about as yeah. much as you can ask for out of that guy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he had an assist. He had one turnover. But, I mean, that's an efficient – and when you – also, the things that you cannot really – quantify is when you have somebody who's that big and that long that's a luxury that that rick and that's why i say this is atypical of a a normal rick team is rick normally doesn't have that type of guy does he someone who can move like that and adjust shot shots that's normally a a cow team characteristic yeah i mean they they rarely had big time shot blockers here the last couple years now tuesday at 9 p.m Vanderbilt comes to Rupp. What are your thoughts on that game, Gary? Um, Vanderbilt, they play Kentucky tough. They shoot a lot of threes. I mean, they've won the – Get the hell out of here, Gary. They should win by 20. They, I, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing. I mean, they hammered – they played Mississippi State yesterday. They beat them by 30. Remember earlier in the year, Kentucky struggled against Mississippi State. Granted, it was on the road. And then they uh, – I don't know. I mean, they should win. By 20. But uh, No, I wouldn't say 20. Maybe 19. Seems like it, every one of these SEC teams either plays Kentucky tough or did you see South Carolina or Alabama last week? They played so-and-so tough. Yeah. We always have an excuse, Gary, for you take <laughs> Yeah. Steve has turned into the um, Gary antagonist. I'm, I'm, I'm never an overconfident fan, though, either. You know, I worry about every game. You're like Rick. I worry about every game. You know this, yeah. uh, this Southern uh, – Florida in at Pensacola team, they're one of the best teams in the country. Oh, yeah, when they played Grand King earlier in the year, so that was the toughest <laughs> environment I've ever been in my 40 years of coaching. Yeah. I mean, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> That's Rick for you. Yeah. I mean, he's always but done that. But the thing was, I was, I was really high on Kentucky at the beginning of the year. I thought they were scary. Now, not so much. I've, I've gone downhill on them. That's good. We always wait till the tournament to, to step up. Okay. Been a great show, guys. Once again, I'm Kelly Patrick. Alongside Steve Driver, Gary Love. We appreciate everyone tuning in. Be sure to join us next Sunday from 9 to 11 with more of the weekend sports buzz.